everybody. Welcome to episode 259 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by a gorgeous lady of wrestling, Tulsa. Now let's chat! Hello everybody, today I am joined by a gorgeous lady of wrestling, Tulsa. So how are you doing today? Oh, it's it's great, it's hot, but you know, it's it is what it is and we in texas we just know to endure it yeah we're in the middle of summer right now it's been a blistering week all across the u.s i yes. like we were talking before we got on air i am not really a particularly heat person but i will gladly take my like 83 degrees today compared to like triple digits so oh, no. yes <laughs> yes you don't even want to go outside it's so bad yeah, I mean, I've been staying inside all day in the AC. I will gladly take that. But I mean, first of all, before we get into everything, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our good friend, Pen Ken of More Than a Wrestler for helping to coordinate yeah. this chat today. And of course, yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation he had with you on your podcast. So thank you, Pen Ken. And I'm super excited to chat with you today as well, Tulsa. Yeah, that's salute to pen can i tell you what he did a great job he was wonderful even my sister she <laughs> said wow he's really good and i said he he knows how to you know make you comfortable and 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 go from one thing to another and so i tell him i, I sound like a hick and i <laughs> i never know what's going to come out of my mouth so just I'm glad we're going to have some editing you know <laughs> of course I mean I like well I mean starting off I mean I think also I think it's kind of like funny obviously you're billed as Tulsa from Oklahoma and Glow but you're from actually from Texas um, so actually, I mean did you feel like you had to adjust or do some research to kind of differentiate differentiate yourself as an on-screen Oklahomian if they call themselves that compared to a Texan or would you say their mannerisms and ways of speaking and behavior were pretty similar well i'm not sure we we did a tour to uh tulsa oklahoma and uh everything had tulsa written on it so i was buying everything that had tulsa on it so um they're they're okies and um they're pretty western like texas so and um i was really upset when i was first called tulsa because i'm a texan yeah and then I found out that my mama uh, lived in Oklahoma when she was a little girl. So there is that connection. So now I'm fine with being Tulsa. Of course. I mean, at least you have you have that connection in you. And, and I mean, they're literally right next to each other, like geographically. So I don't think you would really be able to tell unless somebody is actually from Oklahoma and they'd maybe be able to point out something. Oh, yeah. But I think to most viewers, I mean, you fit in pretty well. I feel like. <laughs> 
I feel like it worked for you. And now, now you own Tulsa and you, I mean, you've even said, even talking with Penn, Ken, you felt like Tulsa was almost too good in your own words and overall a very positive character. So would you say that kind of positivity correlates to your real life as well? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm such a goody two shoes. I've always been a goody two shoes and it's boring. I'm the most boring person in the world. I guarantee you. I do the most awesome things that a lot of times nobody else gets to do and I get to do it or I did do it, but, um, I, I like reading books, <laughs> you know, I, I don't go out and party or, uh, I used to rodeo all the time. Yeah. So that was my going out. And of course you got the Western club afterwards, once you put your horse up, but, uh, uh, I'll tell you what. I've always been a boring person, just very boring, but I can do things. So that makes everything sound better than it actually is. See, I wouldn't classify you as a boring person. I mean, I feel like you can't be a boring daredevil. Those are two words that are like (laughs) exact opposites when you're also a self-described like fearless daredevil too. But before we get into that, like, what are you reading right now? I'm very curious. I I have a Janet Ivanovich book, but it's not Stephanie Plum. Okay. It's uh, some of her other characters, but it's all, all still fun, fun to read. She's a great author. And um, I like Sue Grafton. I like, uh, gosh, I can't come up with it. Anyway, I'm a reader. We went to uh, Hawaii on tour with Glow and uh, we had some downtime and all the girls went to the beach, went sightseeing, went shopping. I went to the library. That's how boring I am. Yes. Would you say that there's a certain genre or niche within um, books that you really prefer or you really enjoy? Um, I like where they have strong women characters, obviously. And Sunny is sort of like Stephanie Plum. It's just a hoot. Um Via Warshorsky, which I can't say that name correctly, but just very strong uh, characters, even if they're flawed. So everybody's flawed, but you know, theirs are funny flaws. And you're, I mean, you're definitely a strong woman yourself. I mean, you have this positive mindset too, but not everything is all rainbows and sunshine in life. So if you're ever having maybe an off day or feeling a bit down, how do, or did you feel like you lifted yourself back up? Maybe books was your escape, but in those maybe downtimes, how do you think you kind of uplifted yourself back up? I have my dogs. Yeah. I mean, when you've got your dogs, you're set, you know, so I love my dogs. I wish I had horses, but I did too much uh, traveling and uh, I just had to give that up, but uh, I still have friends that rodeo and uh, I miss it. I really miss it. (laughs) It was so much of my life for the longest time. At least I got to be the cowgirl. You did. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Matt Simber, our director, producer, big, big shot guy. (laughs) Uh, uh, He let me be a a cowgirl because we just, uh, Dallas had just left. Yeah. And I thought, well, 
okay, I'll just slip on in there and be another Dallas and you're going to be Tulsa. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, my famous line, it's north of the Red River. I can't go there. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm used to it now. Uh, fans love Tulsa, most of them. <laughs> I haven't gotten the bad one yet. So, and I love my fans. We all love our fans when we have the best fans ever. Is Has there been like a member, because obviously you have this really positive and I really think like a role model type aspect about you. Do you kind of have a memorable fan experience or encounter that stands out to you? Well, hmm, let me think about that. I've had several, but uh, Lightning has a niece that came up to watch the matches and she said, I know you're not from Oklahoma, so you don't have to pretend with the accent. <laughs> I said, what accent? <laughs> and Lightning goes, that's her accent. That's her accent. And, and she was like, well, you know, what do I need to do? Uh, you know, what do, mm -hmm. you know, just wanted to talk. And she said she wanted to do it and uh, be a wrestler. And of course she had lightning to be her mentor, but she was asking me all these questions. I said, first thing you do is get your education. I, I just pound that into all of them because that is so important in life to have your education, at least your uh, high school diploma. Uh, as I told Ken, um, go to a community college, get a scholarship if you don't have the money or get uh, grants. There's always a way. And if you can even go for one semester and you can put that on your resume, attended such and such college, that's going to get you from mopping the floor at McDonald's to the flipping burgers. That's a good metaphor. Yeah. To, to the head honcho possibly I mean there's been many people throughout time who have climbed the ladder in whatever industry they were in and I mean you yourself I mean you weren't just involved in in one industry I mean you were very fearless and daredevil-esque which we'll get into <laughs> in a bit um but I mean was there ever any particular instance in your life where you really felt you pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone if you I feel like you there would definitely had to have been a few I, when I was a kid, I was a daredevil. Yeah. Now I'm not. Okay. When you get to be the professional stunt woman that I've been for the past 30 years, the daredevil goes out the window. It's almost scientific what we do. And uh, I, I don't do something I have qualms about but I know how to ask, okay, you want me to start here? And where do you want me to end up? Do you want me to end up on my tummy, on my back? I, I make sure I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's true with just about anything. If you know what you're doing, uh, you don't have the, the fears as much, but I know I can do it. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I know what I can do. And I've done some amazing things. Yeah. Now, do you actually have any fears in life? Well, I'm not afraid of spiders, snakes, or things that go bump in the night. 
but I'm terrified of getting lost. Getting lost. I guess it's because when I was a little kid, I lost my mama in Sears and <laughs> oh. I cried and cried and cried. So that's been, it's been my thing. I just can't hint. I get so scared if I get lost, but even though I've got the compass, you know, and everything in my, in my uh, car truck, it's a truck. Um, um, I still have a fear of getting lost. But I had a snake, a, a boa constrictor named Balboa, and uh, <laughs> and I have a degree in entomology, which is the study of insects and okay. handled spiders. And so, you know, bugs don't scare me. Scare me. I'm telling you, bugs, like spiders especially, are like up there on my list of fears. So a lot of people. Yeah. Arachnophobia. Yes. Yes. But I... I was on the set of a, a movie I was doing and there was this big old wolf spider that kind of came into the set and everybody was freaking out and I just picked it up. I mean, it was like this big. Mm -hmm. These spiders get huge. People uh, think they're tarantulas, but they're not, but they're almost as big as a tarantula. So I just scooped it up and walked it outside and let it go. <laughs> no big deal he was nice <laughs> he didn't bite me or anything <laughs> i didn't want him to get stepped on see, see that's how nice i am i am <laughs> girls they just can't believe i'm i'm just such a namby pamby person but uh i i think I'm that's great me. though i mean you're you are you you are fearless but you are also a very kind soul especially in this day and age where a lot of people in general are just are, are selfish in today's world so I mean even even that like bug example is just I feel like a, a good embodiment of of who you are too and I mean all the work you've done I mean obviously you've done extra work in Dallas too in the yeah. entertainment industry so can you kind of elaborate or tell me more about some of that extra work you were, were involved in whether it was film tvs commercials or what platforms were you involved in well, we always, everybody starts out being an extra. Yeah. Okay? And uh, you get cattle calls and you're there forever and you get $50 and green turkey sandwiches for lunch. And then you get your SAG card. And then it is like going from, uh, I don't know, a VW bug to a Rolls Royce mm -hmm. so then you get the good treatment you get the catering you get all the good stuff and I've been uh SAG after for since 91 1991 is when I got my SAG card so um being an extra is really kind of fun sometimes if if you ha have like a small amount of people yeah you know, if it's a cattle call with 100 people that that's the worst try to avoid that but that's how people start and you learn uh, set etiquette you learn who's doing what and us you know I <laughs> I love the teamsters and the uh, special effects people that's who I hang with I don't hang with the actors and actresses they, they're strange group of people you know <laughs> they're so talented and they're so focused and uh, 
I, I just don't see why they get so excited and upset and you know they have a, a scene that's really mm -hmm. emotional yeah and they're they're over in the corner getting <laughs> you know and i says you're an actor act like you're emotional why are you doing this to yourself and then i go and get set on fire so you know. <laughs> yeah i mean i I mean, I'm sure you've done some wild stunts in your time. Like you said, like 30 years doing that. Yes. What would you say? Can you kind of describe the riskiest or most difficult stunt you've ever done? I mean, being set on fire has probably got to be up there. Well, it is up there. Uh, but we do it in such a safe way. Don't do this at home. Yeah. We don't know what we do. We have special things that we do. Uh, the scariest thing I ever did was... Uh, <laughs> uh, double Lonnie Anderson in a bathing suit. <laughs> that scared me to death. <laughs> but, uh, and so she told the stunt coordinator, who is the boss of stunts, make sure my stunt double doesn't have a big butt. So here I'm going, you know that exercise all women do where you're on the floor and you don't do, 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 do. Yes. Okay. I did that over and over and over. Down on set, she looked at me and had a wardrobe get me a fake fanny because my butt wasn't big <laughs> It oh wasn't round like hers. And it took, uh, yeah, it took uh, two sets of falsies and tape to get her boobage, you know. But um, I lucked out. They, they were teasing me about the bathing suit. But I did wear the bathing suit, but we had a... a a little tie-up midriff and uh, cutoffs with it, so I didn't have to actually go in front of the camera in a bathing suit. So that scares me. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. Um, the sequence I did on uh, the uh, fourth Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I doubled Renee Zellweger. Really. Yes. And the sequence we did, it was the hardest. It was the most involved that I've ever known. And uh, Matthew McConaughey set me on fire. <laughs> now, is that a kind of fame or what? I think so. Yes. I think so. Not, I don't think there's probably nobody else on the, well, maybe I, some of the other movies he's done but not many people can say Matthew McConaughey has set me on fire yep <laughs> yep so she was darling you know she's from Katie here in Texas just you know not too far from Houston and uh he's a Texan too uh in fact he's from Uvalde where that horrible massacre happened yeah yeah so so I was with some Texans he was in actor mode the whole time. She was fighting June bugs and, and and giggling over it. You know, she was just as sweet as she could be. So I really enjoyed doubling her. Yeah, I'm sure you've gotten to encounter your list of celebrities and actors and actresses yeah. before. Have you ever felt like really starstruck? Uh, Temple Grandin. I don't know if you know who she is. The she, name sounds familiar. Uh, there was a movie, uh, I think it was Lifetime, Temple Grandin, 
she's an autistic woman, very high functioning, and she loves animals, especially cows. And she she has a PhD in I don't know if it's animal husbandry or what, uh, but she created a squeeze chute for the cattle on their way to slaughter that calms them down so they don't know what's going on and you know they don't get all uh, excited and terrified and you know which is really neat but she was just remarkable you know she was and I got to uh, I got to double her that's pretty cool that's pretty cool I doubled uh <laughs> Kate uh, Capshaw Steven Spielberg's wife and what was so funny, this is one of my favorite stories, too, because uh, I looked exactly like her when they mm -hmm. got the hair and the makeup and the, the wardrobe on me. And I was standing there and who comes up but Mr. Spielberg himself kind of puts his arm over my shoulder and say, well, honey, I da, 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 da. And I said, I think your wife is still in makeup. And he oh, goes, my oh, God. Gosh. And she walks up. And they both just died giggling. They thought that was the funniest thing. And I was just, <laughs> how about that? He thought I was his wife. Well, that means they did a, they did a great job and you're actually the, the double. Oh, absolutely. That's happened several times where, you know, I'm mistaken for somebody's wife or the star mm -hmm. of the show or something, but, uh, no, that was one of my fun, fun things. That that's happened. that's amazing. I mean, I feel like you have to have, I mean, you're just so versatile and it amazes me. It it, it amazes me that you say you have, you feel boring, but you've done so many cool I'm things. Boring. Like to me, it is not like, <laughs> I mean, belly dancing too is something that again, I find completely fascinating too. Like how did, is that something that came naturally for you or did you kind of have to train your body to perform in that certain way? Well, when I was in college, uh, uh, my girlfriends and I all took community ed classes yeah. and they had belly dancing. So we took belly dancing and it is so much fun. And I just, I'm, I'm a natural dancer. You know, I can pick up anything pretty much. And, uh, and I got to make the pretty costumes, all these gorgeous costumes. And I did belly grams to help supplement my income. Mm -hmm. uh, so I could rodeo. <laughs> and those were a lot of fun too. But uh, yeah, I'll, I would do it again. Yeah. What kind of music would they play like during those uh, belly dancing performances? Like I'm oh, very curious I, of what they would play. I had a tape of belly dancing music. Okay. Uh, so I took that in a little tape recorder and, you know, they would uh, have the guy sit there and start my music and I would come out and I'd be on the zills, you know, the little finger symbols and I'd be doing that and I'd bump and grind in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically and I had a, a little rolled up scroll with uh you know tied with the gold ribbon and I had it in, in my belt so at the very end I would just shimmy up to him and he would be trying to get it out of my belt um 
<laughs> and they never could. I was shimmying so fast. So I'd have to slow down and say, you know, and they would get it. But uh, a pro golfer one time, for some reason, I guess he was drunk and he chased me around with the ice cube. Now, I don't know what he was planning to do with the ice cube. I don't know. I don't know, but that was the only time I had a eh, not so great experience. <laughs> yeah, some people are, I mean, people are weird in general. I mean, the ice cube would have just melted at some point, though, too. So Wherever I don't, put it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to know, actually, what I he was going to do. I don't want to know. But but I mean you've done so much and of course Glow being one of those and I know you said you were grateful that they let you do the cowgirl persona yeah. after all of that but I mean you were almost you were almost the prairie woman so yes. but then obviously that morphed and you convinced them to let you do this kind of nice cowgirl with the saloonish yeah. look so I mean what were some of the inspirations or maybe story behind your signature yellow gear that we would see a lot in hey, Glow? The, uh, the costumer Marianne she was the costumer for the Riviera Showgirls so obviously our costumes were gorgeous yes and uh she put me he Matt Simber told her I was going to be the prairie woman or whatever. <laughs> and so she had me in this gingham skirt that went down to my ankles and a beige kind of shirt, just a plain old shirt. And I just looked at her. I went, I can't even climb the ropes in this. I said, can you do something else? Can we do something else? Do we have to ask Matt? And she goes, no, let's, let's do something else. And I said, well, what about a saloon girl kind of dress? She goes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And she made me the most gorgeous, gorgeous saloon girl outfit with the little apron on and everything. And the, the longer skirt came off and I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, t I, I said to Matt when he was making me Tulsa, I said, well, well, can I be anything but yellow? He goes, you're going to be yellow. You're going to be yellow. Your hair is going to be yellow. Everything's going to be yellow. I learned then when you want something from Matt, you say you don't want it. And then he's going to say, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're wearing yellow right now, though, yeah. which I find ironic. So would you say you embraced the color yellow then since then? Yes. 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 Okay. I have everything. My little, when I put hearts on the end of a, a message, mm -hmm. it's the yellow heart. That's true. You did send yeah. the yellow hearts to me. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So I, I've learned to live with it. And <laughs> I'm kind of fond of Tulsa now. But, uh, just that people are just respond to me as Tulsa and I really love that I really love yeah that. you have a great energy and like aura about you like I mean yeehaw too but like the, you, have, you just have this really captivating presence about you and you're very fascinating with your life story and then also how you carry yourself is just overall like great honestly oh aren't you a sweetheart thank you thank you but I want to clear up something too because okay. uh Ken always calls me a daredevil 
Okay. And I don't call myself a daredevil. Oh, okay. okay? I want to make sure people know that because what I do is calculated. It's, you know, I know step one, two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. until boom, you know, and that's why I've never been hurt doing stunts. Oh, I got a black eye one time. Yeah. I was getting blown out of a building on fire mm-hmm. and debris from the explosion just grazed me right in the eye well it was this far from my eye but uh i had um all the protection and a mask and a wig but i felt a little like flick and so after i you know cut and i took all the masks and everything off and uh everybody was looking at me and (laughs) the uh security lady guard that was there we always have security she goes do we need to call an ambulance i went why who's hurt and she goes look at you look at your eye i had this you know what those giant um jawbreakers look like yeah it looked like there was one of those under my eye and i didn't i didn't feel it i just felt a little flag and so I looked in the mirror, I went, oh my gosh. And she goes, we can call an ambulance. I said, why? I'm not hurt. I'm good. Not, Don't worry about it. And so she just got me some ice and I put an ice pack on it. But it took six weeks. That drained all down here, all down here in my neck. And it took six weeks. You know how it turns the ugly purples and yellows and greens and everything. Went through all the rainbow. But um I was working on some some film in Dallas and the Dallas stunt people were working the the guys and there's not enough women so I get to do it from Houston up to Dallas or Austin um and one of the Dallas guys said what happened to your eye I said an actor and he went oh isn't that the way isn't that the way it always goes? I said, yes. Yeah. I mean, I lied through my teeth because I wasn't going to tell him I got this shiner doing a stunt because we kind of hide that. We don't want people to know if we get hurt. But, yeah. you know, if you really get hurt, obviously people will know. But, you know, cuts, bruises, little scrapes and black eyes, those those are to be expected, you know just like in in wrestling you know i don't i got injured in wrestling and bull riding and bareback bronc riding and And everything gymnasts (laughs) gymnastics more than i did or have doing stunts Mm -hmm. but i mean yeah yeah i mean i've had a, a black guy but not to that extent for six weeks oh my god i can't oh yeah. my god and it was just swollen full everything. Of blood. yeah this thing was full of blood so when it drained it just oh boy it well, you're a you're a trooper for sure <laughs> well it didn't hurt i mean if it hurt i'd probably been <laughs> true true and i'm yeah. 
I mean, too, I mean, as a woman in stunting, professional wrestling, gymnastics, and just like as a woman in general in the 80s and 90s and beyond, did you ever feel an internal or external pressure to kind of maintain or fit into a certain appearance or body image, especially in all the industries you did where like, I mean, appearances, physical body, all of that was kind of very relevant and present. Did you ever feel a pressure, whether internally or externally? Oh, sure. Don't we all? Yeah. And uh, I have to d double actresses or who are like 90 pounds. So I have to be, you know, thin for that because I, I pad up. I have to yeah. pad up to double them. So I've got to be able to wear a size four with hip pads and thigh pads and Ugh, elbows and knees and everything so it's but I I grew up a tomboy obviously mm -hmm. so <laughs> I credit my brother Eddie for uh making me the athlete I am because I always had to keep up with my big brother you know and he'd get mad at me and I'd have to outrun him sometimes that's what mama said mama you ain't gonna hit me well run <laughs> but I I come from a family of athletes so uh, it just comes naturally to me dancing and just about any kind of movement it's that martial arts I have a hard time with martial arts as I wanted to be a dancer when I was mm -hmm. little. yeah and I'm very lyrical and the martial arts they're very you know specific and coordinated you know, yeah yeah just shorts um short punches and mm. and that's not me so i took one course i made it through the first lesson and then i never went back it just <sighs> wasn't my thing now i've had to do some martial arts and some things i've done but i just learned the choreography and, and just follow whatever that is. So, but my guys, my stunt guys, they're all really good in martial arts and high falls and, you know, car crashes, window crashes. I've done window crashes, car crashes, uh, uh, high falls. Uh, everything. everything, basically everything. Everything, yeah. Um, everything yeah can you see this yes I see the fire yeah that's me that's where I got my uh black eye this was a commercial mm -hmm. high fall this is me this is a stunt man this blow blows up and we come over these fly over these bushes we have many tramps this is just a, like a, a Wild West show. And that's my Tulsa dress. That's my costume. <laughs> and he came running up and grabbed me and I went behind him. But the first time we rehearsed it, I jumped as hard as I could. He pulled as hard as he could. <laughs> he threw me over the horse's butt and over and I hit the ground. We were both laughing so hard. Uh, here's a window crash. And here's a three-way crash. I'm driving the bus and we have to meet 
exactly where we're supposed to because we've got all these uh, telephone lines and, mm -hmm. and electrical wires up here. So we have to be in the exact same, you know, right spot or else we're going to do damage. So you've lived a wild life, Miss Tulsa. No. Yes. <laughs> I come home and I read. <laughs> It, it it balances out. I mean, you, you live life during the day and you deserve to get go home, relax, read a nice book at night. I'm boring. I'm boring. Well, I tell you what, Hollywood and Lightning and Babe all helped me kind of get out and do stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, they would drag me around. And, uh, I, you know, they're wonderful. The Glow Girls are wonderful. They really are. And... Uh, I love them all. I miss them. I'm still, you know, obviously in touch with them. Yeah. And uh, see what they're doing. But it's it's really hard not to be able to be with them because they do so, so many neat things like the Comic-Cons and the conventions and, and all sorts of publicity things that I don't get to do with them because I'm in Texas. So, Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I miss them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling were so iconic. I mean, even still to this day, like 35 years later, you're still hearing about the Glow Girls. Obviously, there was a Netflix show made about it. But I mean, uh, in reality, I mean, not everything in life is super glamorous or glitz and glam. So what were some of those lesser glamorous aspects of your time in the professional wrestling industry, would you say? that weren't so glamorous oh well when we were on tour there were some places that <laughs> uh well not seedy but you know not what we were used to yeah we've had to uh work in rings that are not like ours even a man's ring the men's ring is is a lot harder than ours because they're so much heavier, the springs aren't as, they don't give as much as ours did. So, um, I'm not saying, I I'm trying to think, I can't think of anything that I would say, boy, I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, Fair enough. I know, I know you were talking about in your chat with Pen Ken that you wish that there was more protection and stuff due to like knee pads, um, elbow pads with all the injuries and stuff. And I mean, in everything you did, I mean, you you had those calculated risks in stunting, like with the protection. And I'm sure you had obviously the crashes were coordinated and all that. But obviously, you didn't have that most of that same protection in professional wrestling, at least what it looked like. No, none at all when we first started. Our costumes were so beautiful and didn't want to mess them up with elbow pads and knee pads or anything like that. So it eventually when the girls just started getting hurt, you know, you you get the same, you know, hit on your elbow and your mm -hmm. knee and all that. But uh, I, I finally, uh, I just went ahead and made my own. I have yellow, I dyed a white pair of elbow pads and knee pads yellow and put yellow fringe on them. And I used those, but that was after we did the uh, 
the show yeah and that was on tour yeah well you can't see it never mind <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that's kind of ingenious it like blends in with everything too that you that put fringe is. on it it blends in with everything like seamlessly it goes to like your overall presentation too and obviously like the, again I, this was before I was born and all of that I mean <laughs> we we've obviously had concussion protocols and all of the like I feel like more regulations in the last three decades yeah. than there probably was. And again, I, I, I wasn't alive to know all the ins and outs and all of that, but at least from what it seems, it feels like we've definitely progressed in that way since then, that there's more protocols and stuff. Yeah. Everybody wears protection now and it's such a good thing. And the thing is you can make them pretty. We've got very creative girls and they we could we could have done it but nobody thought to do it yeah and luckily times have progressed toward positively now that everything is taken seriously a lot of these or actually i think all of the big companies have these protocols yeah. and guidelines and whatever they're called in place to right. regulations in place to yeah. kind of ensure because like you said don't try this at home we see the commercials as a kid don't try this at home and you think you're yeah. we, we think as kids we can do this and then you yeah. guys are putting your lot your lives and your bodies out on the line each time you go out there especially with fire mm -hmm. i mean kids saying i think they can just wear something wet and set themselves on fire and that doesn't work no water is a conductor of heat and you will get burned you will get don't play with fire and don't let anybody hurt you no tell tell uh people who want to be in wrestling and want to be doing stunts i said don't let anybody hit you in in stunts not not wrestling but don't let yeah. anybody hit you in stunts because it's all fake it is all fake. The stunts, we use the camera to get angles. angles. Looks like, you know, um, just give you a big old punch and there's no need. They go, well, we need the reaction. You can react better when you're not in pain. Mm -hmm. Okay. When your jaw's dislocated, you, you can't make the, you know, yeah, make the, the reaction that you need. And what we do uh, in stunts too is you know you get hit and you go flying back well if you really get hit you just drop like a rock so that's just for uh, for the movies for tv for entertainment purposes and like when they get shot they go flying back and yeah you get shot you drop dramatic yeah it's, it's a dramatization I think yeah is the right word yeah, breath rather than reality. Yeah, but I have had so much fun. I I can't complain about anything. I've been blessed. You have good and people, good people that I've met all over the world. Yeah. So speaking of those good people to close things out, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So it, you mentioned some names earlier. Is there any women in your personal or professional life you feel like inspire or empower you the most? Uh, glow girls, you know, they really do. And, uh, 
I had a roommate in college that she was kind of a mentor to me. Uh, sadly, she's passed away, but uh, she really gave me confidence. I was knocking over barrels. I was missing calves. And she said, here, she gave me one of her trophy buckles and said, this will bring you luck. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> but I, you know, I did better just because, yeah, you know, it's a mind thing. But um, just anybody that can do something I can't do, I just, I admire that so much. And if they can do what I can do, I admire that too. You know, I just, I have admiration for just about everybody. If you want to get out there and put yourself out there and do it, do it. Yeah, just just be, just be safe. Yep, be safe. I was just about to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. don't don't try this at home. Kids. Don't try this at home, especially fire. No, <laughs> especially fire. Yeah, maybe maybe that pro golfer was trying to set out a fire with that ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> I could say his name, but I won't. <laughs> no, no, we won't do. We won't make you do that. I just think that it's funny. I I want to know. That's like one of those life mysteries. What was he intending to do with that ice cube? <laughs> the world we never know <laughs> well, i'm trying to think of something else very clever for you but i'm mm -hmm. happy you're happy i've got my puppies <laughs> yeah my family and my glow family and my stunt family and so you know i'm a happy camper Pretty good, pretty good life, I would say. I mean, I have two cats myself, so I totally get my pets are a great part of my life. Great oh, comfort, yes. too, and all of that. And before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can support you or find you online? Um, I'm on Facebook. That's pretty much <laughs> it. I'm very low tech, you know, because I couldn't get on Zoom. Uh, we, we did it though yeah, I did do it. Uh, all that expensive education I can't get on zoom uh, but uh, now just Facebook me uh, I don't do Twitter I don't do whatever the other things are I don't even know what they are <laughs> it's okay sometimes sometimes the social medias are just too much so I totally get it too and Tulsa Jody it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you here today thank you so much oh I had so much fun thank you thank you so much Thank you. And of course, it was great to see in your background, too. You got everything a glow, everything stunting, too. I feel like it's a great, a great representation, kind of a, a vision board, too, as well. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> great memories for a great oh, life yeah. of Tulsa, who's actually a Texan. So <laughs> thank you so much again, Tulsa. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>